this erotica that you made? <laughs> 50 shades of Bigfoot? Like, I don't think everyone should go out fishing out into their enthusiasts. The greys aren't the bad guy. Essentially, Bigfoot's smart. The most solid Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about how upset he must have been. Like, he went to the fucking moon and he wasn't allowed to get out before Korea. That is so disappointing. He's just getting so close. If I go into Disneyland and see him in the fucking car, bro. Is Jack Ruby a patriot or was he a vigilante idiot who involved in conspiracy theorists? If you come here to be informed, you're in the wrong fucking place. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Brad is a Bad Person. We have finished our season on philosophy and we're doing a Q&A episode as a bonus to thank our loyal listeners. We've received a bunch of questions and we'll be answering... Uh, a few of them tonight. So, we were originally going to record this straight after the general recap, but everybody's second favorite segment, Cracking Open a Cold One with the Boys, got a little out of hand and we had to postpone. So, Lachlan, <laughs> how did we pull up? First question of the night. Uh, <laughs> look, if I had to give uh, any advice based on my experience, I would say do not drink five beers inside an hour. <laughs> I think that's good experience to live your From life. From what you were saying, it sounds like you smashed the first four in the f- like twenty minutes, and then yeah, I really nursed that last. One. <laughs> I think you should have kept the momentum going to finish the six. It was it was very warm, and it was just really difficult to drink. And uh, yeah, life comes at you fast. <laughs> and, uh, when, when you treat your body like that, yeah. Uh, how did you? How did your wife feel about the uh, Tuesday night blasted getting drunk scenario? Uh, I think I, I think I, uh, yeah, I think I covered it well. <laughs> went in, went into the bedroom, uh, hit my toe on the edge of the bed frame, and you know, just normal. Couldn't stuff. feel it. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, how are you tonight, Brad? Oh, I'm excellent. Um, feeling feeling good. Awesome. Excited. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we're we're about to do a Q and A, and I thought this was worth mentioning. But Lachlan doesn't have Facebook anymore, so he hasn't uh-huh. seen many of these questions. And I think this will be the first ever episode that Brad is more prepared than Lachlan. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> barely. So, how do you feel, Brad? <laughs> Uh, I, I like this position of power that I'm in. Lachlan is in Brad's position that he's been in this season, coming into this cold. So Brad uh, will be Lachlan this episode, Lachlan will be Brad, and I'll just still be Morgan. Um, right, first <laughs> first question comes from uh, Uma, and he actually presents us with an ethical dilemma. So you guys ready for this? Uh, I was born ready. All right, so he says, you're on a small chartered flight carrying around 10 to 15 passengers, You see the wings catching on fire and heading into a nosedive. You see the pilot grab one of the two parachutes left and he jumps off. You are the closest person to the last parachute. Everyone else is busy praying, screaming, etc. And you have been an experienced pilot and know you have a 60% chance of making an emergency landing to save the aircraft from crashing. What do you do? Do you jump out of the plane or do you try to land it? (laughs) I would grab the parachute, throw it out the door, (laughs) 
and then try and land the plane. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like it. Because I would be really upset if I tried to land the plane and then someone else grabbed the parachute and jumped out. That would really <laughs> piss me off. So I'd want to I'd wanna stop that from happening mm. because I think it would throw me off my game if I was really upset about that and that would lower my odds of safely landing. You're like, <laughs> faith in humanity lost. I don't even want to land this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd crash it on You've ruined it for everybody else. That's it. I'd, I'd take the plane down like trying to ram into the person in the parachute. <laughs> have, uh, have you seen the first scene of... <laughs> Which one is it? The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I have, yes. Yeah, so what you're saying is you would crash the plane with no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what would you do? Uh, I think Lachlan had the right idea with the taking the parachute. Uh, he, what I would do is I would take the parachute with you there. I would then attempt to land the plane. But if things looked like they were going south, I would then bail on everybody else. <laughs> so you're hedging your bets. I am hedging my bets. <laughs> For once, you're hedging your bets properly as well. <laughs> I mean, what's so the point like, of everyone doing? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the hero. Save everyone's yeah. life. Everyone's going to look at me like... Uh, Sully, who landed the plane on the mm-hmm. Hudson or yeah. whatever. Miracle You're going to be a massive hero. Yep. Worst case scenario, <laughs> the hero thing's <laughs> probably not working out, so you go, yeah. uh, peace, peace out of this. <laughs> yeah, why, why hem myself into one box? Like, you know, I'm a multifaceted <laughs> yeah. man. I was going to make... Mox, what would you do? I was actually going to say the same thing as Brad, but with the, um, the difference that, uh, you know, if there was somebody on the plane who I thought probably needed the parachute slightly more at a... Uh, uh, probably give it to them. Yeah, oh. someone who who was more worthy of living look like at a, a look at him playing God. <laughs> oh, who are you to deserve? Who de- who who are you to decide who deserves life more? You are <laughs> you, just you a had a terrible... pretty you had a pretty worked out hierarchy in the trolley problem. Yeah. I don't know why you're getting all upset at me for, hey, right. for saying that I would I'm sacrifice just, myself. Someone's for... got to take the moral high ground here and see how you work. <laughs> Yeah, that's your position, Brad. Right I'm, up there. Mate, I am as low as shark shit, usually, but now. No, but I think with a with a parachute, in this situation, surely you just grab the smallest person on the plane with your parachute on your back. You'd grab the smallest person on the plane and you'd jump out with them, holding them. Because worst case scenario is you can't hold on to them anymore. <laughs> They're dead anyway. But then we're going to die if we left them in the plane. What if you created a human chain of people holding, like, ankles or something like that? <laughs> How much how much weight can a parachute hold? Good work. No more than like one person, I'm pretty sure. Look, I think it's their best chance because they were going to die anyway, so... Yeah, but then you're also going to die because the parachute can't carry all that weight. No, then no, they, you start shaking your yeah. leg and kicking them off. With it. It's like ballast or something, you know? <laughs> Just losing people until you're the right weight. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, okay, so we're all saying that we'd at least try try to attempt to uh, yeah, to, land to land the plane. The plane. But I like Brad's Brad's idea of the backup, just in case you don't think you can land it. You have the parachute on that whole time, and then yeah. at the last moment, you're like, "Nope, jumping out." Who's who's going to tell you as well? They're all going to be dead. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, we've mm. we've covered a situation where people survived a plane crash and they had to eat other people. It's not <laughs> not like a guaranteed death. <laughs> you know, it might be worse than dying, but it's not a guaranteed death. <laughs> Uh, if you bailed on them and they survived, ate each other, and then made it back, you would be like, oi. 
<laughs> I might be in a spot of bother here. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so are we happy with that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good with that. Uh, moving on. Oh, I should say that uh, mm. we are giving away a mug this episode. So at the very end, I've got a nice little... Um, you know, random name generator on my computer that I'll refresh, and we'll we'll figure out who won the mug based on uh, people putting these questions in. So we'll do that later. Uh, second question comes from William, and uh, <laughs> this this one isn't going to be quite as funny because it's about euthanasia. So he says, <laughs> "Is euthanasia ethical? At what point in someone's life is it okay for them to end their suffering? And then, what about people in a coma? When is it okay to pull the plug?" Uh, what about people who are brain dead? Not only is it ethical, it should be mandatory. Mm. Mandatory for what? Brain dead? Just everyone. <laughs> <laughs> in a coma? <laughs> Just everyone. Uh, Anyone who no. comes into the hospital. No, 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 no. I, think... <laughs> <laughs> I am stone cold sober. Um, no, I think brain dead people definitely should pull the plug straight away. Um, in a coma, I think the doctors probably have a pretty good idea of what the chances are of them coming out of that and should be able to make the call. Um, people with terminal illnesses should be... Assisted suicide should not be illegal in any case, I don't think. Um, right, well, somebody somebody wanted, to, wanted us to distinguish between euthanasia by suicide and physician assisted suicide or physician assisted euthanasia so i i tried to figure out the difference between them and as far as i can tell euthanasia by suicide is like here here's the means to kill yourself go off and do it whenever you want and then physician assisted is like the the doctor actually administers it is that okay as far Um, as you can tell is that the difference that seems reasonable but i don't i don't think there's really a distinction like well i think there is in terms of the well yeah i think there is in terms of ethically i should say there's no there's no distinction no, really ethically probably not but in terms of the doctor's uh involvement probably as a mm. as a doctor you um might potentially be traumatized by uh killing someone whereas if you give them the drugs and they go off and do it then there's more detachment look i'm a libertarian so i think that there should not be any laws dictating what a person can or can't do with their own body so Ooh. if you if you want someone to kill you <laughs> then no seriously if you want someone to kill you if you are suffering you want someone to end your misery mm-hmm. there should not be anyone who can stop that and this is well. purely anecdotal yeah. But from stories I've heard, a lot of nurses um, in, like, uh, palliative care mm-hmm. will, like, you know, the patients will ask them to put them out of their misery and they'll just accidentally up the fucking painkiller dosage. Yeah. They'll just die in their sleep. Cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, Brad? is there a, is, well, well, euthanasia, I'm all for. I don't, I don't have an issue. If you're dying and you want to speed that process up, why not? Um, is there a distinction for, say, someone who is depressed? depressed and suicidal and just wants to kill themselves and wants the assistance of a doctor. So rather than, say, throwing himself in front of a train or, you know, jumping off an overpass or something like that, something, you know, violent and potentially not going to kill them, um, and they do want to kill themselves and they... Would how would you fall on that issue? That's interesting because they're mm. still. Uh, I suppose you could still say they're suffering. Yeah, exactly. It's a different they, type if of they suffering. Have yeah. Depression. Um, yeah. but I don't think any doctor would do that. I think they would try and find them help. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, if, I, they're not, I if they're not terminal, if they're not terminal, yeah. a doctor yeah, would. They'd yeah. help them try and find help through you know medication or. or 
talking to a psychiatrist or something like that. Mm. But even even if it was a way to get people in front of a doctor, because Mm. they would have to have a doctor sign off on it or whatever, and then that gives them a potential to talk them out of it. Um, How libertarian are you right there? Like, just say they're they're mindset on it, they want to kill themselves, they hate living, you know. Their dog just got hit by a car, it was their only friend. I don't don't think there should be any laws to stop that, but I think Mm. ethically, if a doctor agreed to that, that's very... Well, no doctor's ever really going to agree to it unless they make it legal. A doctor shouldn't agree to that, but it should Mm. not be illegal. You'd have to be a little bit suspicious of that doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, but... What about you, Mox? I think I mostly agree with Lachlan on this. I think, like... Mm. um, and everyone should have the um the <laughs> should be able to control their own they should uh, have agency over their own body yeah it's like like if you if you don't own your own life then what do you own if you own anything in the universe you yeah. own your own life and if you want to end it as sad as that is then that's nobody else's business that's your business i think when you start getting other people involved like you ask a doctor to do it for you or you're getting drugs off a doctor it gets a little bit messy there but um, yeah, I think, you know, we, you can't, you can't tell someone that they're not allowed to kill themselves. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. I, I don't think What are you so. going to do? Put them in jail? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they do, they do that, I guess. They put people in psych wards yeah. and stuff when they say that they're going to do it to stop them from doing it. And I, that, I agree with that. Cause that's like, this might be something that they it can get through happen. and yeah. they're, you know, I agree with that, not yeah. thinking correctly right now or whatever, but um, yeah, if someone's terminally ill, then that's their decision. But I, I would stipulate, on the other hand, that we have to be careful as a society that we're not going towards the position where it's like people feel, oh, I'm a burden on my family and society, so uh, I should just end it because I think that's a really cold sort of society that you you don't want to live in. That's a... Mm. That's what the communists do. Like you're no use to us anymore. <laughs> you know, we've got to get we got to get rid of you for the good of the collective. So I really yeah, don't like that idea. I we'd think we'd be more efficient. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the animal farm thing with the horse. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I think it's it's important that you uh, there there is a healthy respect for the. Uh, human life and it's not you know this unspoken thing that when you're really old and you can't take care of yourself anymore that it's like well you know you do the right thing by society and do the right thing by your family and (laughs) let it go i don't want to live in that sort of society so i think you know it should be it it should be legal to do it but it should be um made very clear that it's um yeah it's it's like Uh, it's socially acceptable for um terminal but not otherwise cool all right sorted it would Thanks have for uh, really bringing the mood down, Will. I was going to say, why have the added benefit of, you know, stopping stopping trains from being late because they're, uh, oh, <laughs> they have to clean people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Move on to the next question. All right, rolling on. <laughs> um, okay, so this one comes from Joshua and uh, also a very heavy topic mm. and slightly related, actually. So he says... Are all human beings deserving of dignity, or is it only those who can display certain characteristics? Oh, do humans God, have yeah. something innate that makes them deserving of dignity, or do they need to display something extrinsically to be considered a person? Lachlan, Mr. Atheist, good luck um, with this one. <laughs> I think that all humans are deserving of dignity until they 
until they do something that removes, like that, that deserves to take that privilege away from themselves. True, but yeah, I think that's fine. But the question is, you know, do they have to display certain characteristics? Is there something innate about them, or do they have to show you something extrinsically? So I think he's talking about people who are severely disabled, or people who are, um, um, yeah, in a coma or something. I don't know. No, I think it's just the fact that you're you're a human. The fact that you're sentient, I guess. Um, well, do you have to be sentient uh, as a human to deserve? Uh, <laughs> deserve to be treated wow, correctly, good, and then that's a good point. How do well. you determine who is sentient and who's not? Is there a test you can do? Well, <laughs> you know, do you do that thing where you do with cats, or you put them in front of a mirror and see if they figure out <laughs> that it's them on the other side of the mirror? Is that what you do with humans, Locker? Yeah, when they're kids. Come on, Locker. It's funny as pass. I think everyone's born deserving of dignity. I think things you do during your life might change that. Um, for That's example, the exact same answer I gave. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just saying. Come like, on, Brad. Be original. Co- <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, like communists, Antifa, all those kind of people. They're not deserving of dignity. Uh, but... <laughs> In what sense they don't deserve to be? No, you know, not at all. Helped if they're if they're nah. injured or something. Like, nah. what do you mean? Let them let them rot. Um, <laughs> physically removed. Yeah, if you have to. <laughs> Hans Herman Hopper, physically removed. <laughs> all right. But you know, disabled people or whatever. I, I don't think that, that that rules them out. Or someone in palliative care. I don't think if they they can't even if they are you know almost veg, vegetative or you know have dementia or something like that and they can't um, extrinsically show those things doesn't mean that they're not deserving of dignity and um, so I'd say most people I don't think you have to do a test in front of a mirror I don't know well I think this is actually fundamentally a religious question or a spiritual question about human nature and what makes us special because I mean we're we're animals like every other animal we just happen to be the smartest animal and we've evolved like all of them as well but in that evolution process has something given us um something special that is um that is true about every single human or is it only you know the majority of humans is there there are some that don't have that as well and i think if you're arguing from a purely uh, scientific and evolutionary standpoint, then it doesn't seem to be that somebody who is, um, uh, let's say, incapable of showing the intelligence that you yeah. uh, expect out of humans, then um, if someone can't show that, then what makes them uh, deserving of human dignity like everyone else? Like, we can all show that we're relatively intelligent and we're all conscious and we're aware <laughs> of ourselves and our surroundings and uh, yeah, but if somebody can't, then does that mean that they're not deserving of it because they're not um, reaching the level we expect them to reach? No. And then if if there's an animal that you know when people say like, oh, chimps are as smart as a seven year old human or something like that, does that mean yeah. a chimp and a human, a chimp and a seven year old human are equally worthy of the same dignity? Mm. Yeah. What do you got to say for yourself, Lachlan? This is directed mm. to you. <laughs> <laughs> What comes to mind, and I don't think this really answers the question, but what comes to mind is back when they captured Gaddafi. <laughs> sure. Okay. And they were stabbing him in his asshole. With his gun, right? Yeah. Uh, no, with a knife. I thought they used his, 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 uh, yeah, his gun. He's like oh, they famous did, yeah, golden they, gun. They yeah. put a lot of stuff in that dude's butt. But, um, <laughs> it's like a Christmas turkey. I, I, 
<laughs> I, I I felt at the time because I you know I watched the video. Um, I didn't feel like he wasn't deserving of that. I didn't I didn't feel like ah oh, they shouldn't be doing that. Like you know he's a human being. Show him some fucking respect. He deserves some dignity. Just handcuff him and put him in prison. Um, so as I said, doesn't really answer the question. But that's just what comes to mind. <laughs> well, I feel like when I read this question, my my um thought went to people who are severely disabled um, and people who are in a coma or have dementia, like Brad said, something like that. And it seemed that of both of you... Of course they deserve dignity. Yes. But both... Well, um, both of you seem to gravitate towards the scenario of somebody who's shown that they're an evil or terrible yeah. person. Yeah. Do they deserve dignity? But I... Yeah. So, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm correct here because it's saying do they have to display something uh, extrinsically? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but th- then there's a follow-up question that Josh asks. It says, would you consider an animal to be a person as well if it displayed those characteristics and therefore deserving of as much dignity? God so, like, damn it, Armstrong. It's fucking Sunday night. Stop making me think. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a, a whale or a dolphin or a chimp, bonobo, or whatever, if, um, you know. Do, do I need to was- do a hierarchy of dignity? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Would right. you? Is there? So let's let's turn this into a trolley problem. <laughs> there's a severely there's a severely disabled person who, when you give them um, <laughs> prompts, you, you give them inputs. You're trying to you're talking to them. They show no signs of responding. Mm-hmm. Uh, no signs of being able to understand you or you know communicate back with you. And then on the other track, you have uh, an orca, and let's say it's somehow <laughs> still alive. <laughs> it's in a tank. <laughs> And it's a really big fucking train that's going to run over it. You know what I'm saying. What are you doing? I think there's a difference between killing someone and them having dignity. And I think that ties back to the euthanasia question. I think euthanasia is... It's it's allowing someone to die with dignity instead of being ravaged by cancer or just fucking their body wasting away because they're completely brain dead. Um, You're allowing them to die when they are still human, basically. When they're they're still present and... You're keeping them uh, human. Sapient. Yeah. Rather than letting them descend into something that yeah, they, they wouldn't they, want they, to they go out on a high, for lack of a better term. You know, they quit <laughs> while they're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a, that's a good point. So, uh, yeah. All right, so I can get behind that. Um, this made me. Yeah. This question, though, made me think about um, Peter Singer, who we discussed briefly in our Global Ethics episode. Brad, but you he, have a really uh, high opinion of Peter Singer, don't you? Yes, uh, as I said... <laughs> I think on several occasions now, I think he's moronic. <laughs> Very prolific philosopher who is mm. regarded as one of the uh, foremost uh, intellectuals in Australia is a fucking moron, according to Brad. So <laughs> I think that, uh, that says more about the state of philosophers in Australia than it does about uh, me. No, so. I think <laughs> you, 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 can, <laughs> you can disagree with someone's opinion without calling them an idiot. Like, I disagree with him as well, but I don't think okay. he's stupid. Uh- <laughs> Like, I'll, he's not an I'll idiot. amend he's it. He's obviously very smart. I'll amend it. He's naive to the point of being retarded. How's that? <laughs> Brad, this is this is like all the Democrats calling Trump a retard because they don't agree with his politics. No, no it's yeah, not. If you don't agree yes, with it, someone, is. it's it exactly the same. It doesn't automatically. I just, make I just him made stupid. a concession. All right, he's naive to the point of retarded. I said I wonder naive what he to would the point say about of retarded. you. All right, there you go. I didn't say he was stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Anyway, no, anyway, the right. thing about Peter. The thing about Peter Singer is he he's, has a very controversial view on infanticide. So he's said 
that um, what makes a human worthy of life is um, being able to hold preferences, so to prefer one thing over another, which is strongly tied, obviously, to your ability to feel pleasure and pain. Obviously, people prefer not to be in pain rather than being in pain. So, that's his um, preference criteria for or criterion for being uh, deserving of life, and that has made him say that you know, he agrees with the anti-abortion people when they say life begins at conception. He says, like, because it does, obviously, like, you know, a new piece of human DNA is created at that point. So, he says, yeah, that's true, but it's not a life that's worthy of living. And to me, it seems like he's the sort of person who came up with that idea and then someone who was anti-abortion challenged him and said, like, well, what makes a third trimester baby uh, any different and he was like yeah true and then they're like well what what about what about a baby that's just been born what about a two-year-old and he's like yeah okay until they're about two <laughs> you can kill them basically so he he yeah. is mm, yeah this sounds like a very smart man well he's smart he's like i think that's a, he's he is naive. naive to the point of being retarded i'm sorry <laughs> What I don't know if you're naive? trying to increase my opinion of him or, or why, not. Because, no, why is that naive? Well, I mean, okay, so we're just going to have a rash of people deciding after a year of having a child. No, no, like, what do you think naive means as a word? Uninformed, like, just, am I incorrect in my use of it? Or? Well, what's what's his, what's what's naive about that? Uh, well, I mean, maybe I'm using it incorrectly. I, I don't think feel you like could, I am. You could say You could say it's immoral. You could say it's almost evil. You could say that it's a, a horrible position to hold and it's anybody who's ever had a kid or been around a kid is going to disagree with him and think that he's totally callous. I don't know if naive is the right word, but you could say that he's being a fucking dickhead with no respect for human life. I'd say that. Okay. Well, I, I, I think naive applies. But... So, P- Peter Singer thinks that if a child is born and that child is disabled, that the doctor should turn to the parents and give them the option of... Um, uh, terminating the baby post-birth, so like a post-birth abortion. So it's just like they have in China. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think he's pretty Peter, sure like, that uh, Josh murder. asked this question. Josh asked this question to us, but I think um, Peter Singer's answer is that it's a, a, a human has to be able to hold preferences in order to live. And I think while the three of us may not agree on exactly. Uh, what makes humans deserving of dignity? We can agree that that is uh, uh, wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I I disagree with that. Yes, I don't think that makes Peter Singer an idiot, but I <laughs> but I disagree with that. I I think he's batting two from two. Uh, <laughs> I'm not hearing any smart things being said. So but I think until I, think... I hear anything to the contrary, Peter Singer is naive and. Stupid. I think if you had a conversation face to face with Peter Singer, he would fucking embarrass you, Brad. I agree. He probably would. Doesn't make he him would a smart verbally person. verbally pants you. <laughs> Anyone a five year old <laughs> could verbally pants me. So I don't. <laughs> I think if anything, if anything, you'd say that he's too smart. He's too intellectual, and he's not being like. Um, yeah, he's too detached. He's like he's running away with these ideas and going like. Oh well, this is the idea that I came up with, and I'm just going to take that to its logical conclusion. Yeah, that's and he's right. not, he's not um, stopping to take human emotion into account. He's running purely point. on How logic. Is your logical emotion. conclusion murder? It, it just doesn't seem. Think about all those well, he would sci-fi say, stories he would... where the the big giant robot overlord gets tasked with taking care of all the humans, and as a result, works out that the best course of action is to kill them all because that's going to minimize harm in the future. 
it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly a, like that. It's a plot device because it's going to be a real boring movie if society is a utopia and everything runs on time <laughs> and the computer functions the way it's supposed to, isn't it? It's exactly I wouldn't like go that, see iRobot if the computer didn't try and kill everybody and turn the robots against them. Like, it's going to be a boring movie. No, that is a real problem with name AI. One, that we, name one, one you, instance that that's actually happened that isn't a movie. We don't have real... <laughs> exactly. Over, oh, it's geez. not going to happen. Not, it's not that sophisticated yet. Fucking hell, Brad. It's not going to happen. It's like saying we can't go to Mars because we haven't been there yet. Like, what do you mean? No, but we sent stuff to Mars. <laughs> oh, well, then we can't go to... Yeah, we can't land a human on Mars because we, we have yet. very primitive AI, so that's the same, that, you know. Yeah, all right. I, I, I can see a computer drawing a logical conclusion to enslave all humanity because... That will prevent future damage and well, of course they could. If you put kill. learning algorithms in them and you're trying to, you know, you put a program in and they have to minimize this or maximize this, then they figure out the best way to do it is to, you know, do something um, drastic, really uh, bad. Like they do that when when they create AI for games. That happens all the time. They try to mm-hmm. tell the game that you know you have to get from here to here, and then they figure out the best way to do it is to like crash the game and not do it properly do it in like a cheat way because they're just trying to do it from you know random chance and stuff mm. I, I I don't see the, the no I don't see it hey Lachlan you wanna add, wanna do an episode next season on AI that Brad's not in <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's <laughs> say why I'm so upset that I don't under, I don't see that as being the logical conclusion that a computer comes to. Uh, yeah, okay, agree to disagree. Um, okay, one of disagree. our one of our friends got into trouble with his wife because he heard about a baby dying in a car accident, and uh, this guy said to his wife, "At least it was just a baby and not an older child." And uh, oh, then he dug himself into a hole by uh, trying to explain Was this you, his... Morgan? Did you no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. He was trying to explain his way out of it. And um, he told his wife that people aren't really people until they're at least two years old. So, I don't oh. want to say who this guy is, but let's just say that he's uh, Canadian, Jewish, married, and currently in Europe. So... <laughs> Um, do you guys, <laughs> I don't want to say his name. Do you guys actually, do you guys remember this? This was in our four-way group chat. Yes, this was I last do. year. Yes, I yes. do remember that now, yes. I remember it, uh, yeah, straight away. He, yeah, he told us about it and, uh, I wasn't in the conversation, um, like I wasn't present when he wrote that. And when I got there, you guys had both politely disagreed with him. And then I showed up late and, you know, I had some heavily rustled jimmies and, uh, he and I started arguing about it. So I looked up that conversation to today in our message history and it was pretty funny so that just reminded me of uh that conversation we had with him but these are some highlights from it this guy said uh they're basically just goldfish when they're a baby (laughs) (laughs) and then he said i believe that the death of a teenager is a hundred thousand times sadder than a baby's death (laughs) and then he said a baby is essentially just a moving potato I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> and then you think maybe, you know, at the time he just said it and then he went away to think about it. But no, the very next day when we rehashed the argument, he said, a baby is just basically a hybrid of a potato and a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Um, so my my disagreement with that is that the child will grow up to be... Um, different than it is now so if well, it was, not if it's I, dead i think if <laughs> if a baby was like six weeks old and totally dependent on its mother and it was like that state for 80 years and then it died i could probably say like what's the point but you know it is going to grow into a human so i think that's 
ridiculous. And yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> our friend. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty funny conversation, but he's wrong. Um, next question. Yep. Yep. All right. So Shannon asks, uh, just wondering if you guys have made any donations in the last financial year. Ah, okay. That's the question. Uh, yes, I have. Oh yeah. What do you donate to, Lucky? Uh, I donate monthly to Careflight, who are an organisation similar to the uh, Flying Ambulance. Oh, cool. Bradley? Well, I'm just going to ask, is Shannon work for the ATO? Because or... <laughs> <laughs> that, cha- that will change my uh, change my answer. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I recently, uh, that I can remember, I had cerebral palsy. Um, I bought a raffle ticket because they forced me to buy a raffle ticket rather than make a donation, <laughs> which shits me no end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like every time, like even if people showed up on on my doorstep, they show up and they go, "Oh, I okay, go, oh, I've got ten dollars. I will just give it to you." And they're like, "No, no, no. You have to buy this." I'm like, "I don't want your crap. I just want to give money to the cause." And then they go, "Oh no. How about you sign up for a subscription? It'll be five dollars a month or something." Like that. I'm like, "No, I want to get a subscription. Yeah. I want to give you a set amount of money now. Feel good about myself, and then you fuck off out of my life." <laughs> I don't want to set up a subscription that I'm going to, when I call up to try and cancel it, then people are going to make me feel bad. And if I forget about it, I'll be paying five bucks a week or, you know, 10 bucks a month or something for fucking two years before I remember about it. Like, just let me give you the money. I'm happy to give money to. Yeah, they want it to be consistent so they know how much is coming in, I guess. Like each month. That is exactly why. Yeah, I know. Uh, They want you to forget about it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a gym membership. Mm. They want you to just like. They they want to be able to look at their books and say, yes, we've got this amount of money coming in over the next it's funny and it's yeah, a charity and they know, not a corporation they, they want you to sign up for it as well Brad because then if you look at your bank and you see like five dollars came out yeah. they know that you're going to feel really bad if you're like alright I'm going to go cancel this exactly like, it's going to take you a few minutes to cancel it and that whole like three or four minutes that it's taking you to cancel you're going to be like oh, I'm a jack and I'm sure when you ring up to cancel it, they're like, oh, we're so sorry to see you go. We could really use the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so, the next part was that um, she said, what percentage of a donation needs to reach those in need for you guys to think it's a worthwhile endeavor? Oh. So, if a, if a charity is only giving 10% to the actual people that it's purporting to help and the rest, like 90% is administration costs or something like that, mm. then that's probably not good. But what percentage would you uh, give? Well, I'll jump What in percentage here. would you need? Ideally, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I'm not saying practical. that the money, like my, my $10 has to get to that person, they get $10 in their bank account or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I'm saying is... Uh, that would be the worst charity ever. I know, I know. Ideally, like 100%... <laughs> Of, of the money gets them but obviously that's not going to happen because you're not going to have people volunteering their time and if it's a large enough try like they need to have administrators and stuff I get that so I would like to see maybe 70% or 80% that would be I think a goal that they should aim for whether they always fall you know get that that's, you know, that's one thing but okay. uh, I think obviously um, the more money that an organisation receives the more like the higher percentage of that is going to go to the actual people in need I I would like to think anyway. Um, I I don't give to any charities that like provide aid to the poor or the homeless or Africans or whatever, anything like that. I like I just said I give to Careflight who operate a flying ambulance service. So all the money that I give goes towards that, that organization. Company. Yeah, that organization like goes towards the running of these these flying ambulances. So mm. I guess I could kind of say a hundred percent. But as far as as far as something like 
you know, sponsor a child, feed the African kids, that sort of thing. I would, I think I'd be comfortable with half. I doubt yeah. that they would even get close to that, to be honest. I, yeah, I don't think they would, but yeah. I think if if I could be assured of that, then I'd be comfortable with that figure. Mm. Nice. Um, so yeah, then part... Um, yeah, I think I think Lachlan's right. That you want to donate to something that is like a a not for profit organization, and it's like you're donating to the whole mission rather than like uh, we're going to go and do this in some other country, and like we need to get the word out. So like we need to do all this social media campaigning, and then you're paying yeah. for a fucking Facebook ad or something like that. So I think yeah, like a, a service like that, or you know, like a company who, as a company, they uh, you know call old people who live um, by themselves and stuff like that so they have a bit of company stuff like that it's not like how much is actually getting to the old person like it's not about them getting money it's about like keeping this organization afloat that does a good so that provides a good service so I I think think we're all on the same page you know what shits me is when you donate to a charity or an organization (laughs) like that and then like they send you all these letters to tell you how much your money's helping and you know what what they're doing with it and all that sort of thing it's almost like like, they want you to feel good about it printing the fucking letters uh, wasting money yeah yeah, exactly you wasted the money don't use your money to do this use your money to help the people that's why I gave you the fucking money Mm. you're not wrong (laughs) You know, Sorry, I, I get a little bit hot with that sort of thing. <laughs> so, the part the part two of this question says that, um, you know, because we all said that we're libertarians, if the government dropped taxes and stopped giving money to charity and foreign aid, uh, would private donations be enough to cover the distance and if a uh, difference, sorry, and if it's not, are you comfortable knowing that? Yes. Uh, no, I don't think it would be. And yes, I am comfortable knowing that. I was answering yes to I am comfortable, so no. No, I don't think it would be either. Though, to be fair, a lot of private donations, like, there is a huge amount of private donations. I just, I don't think it would cover, there's you so many the, different charities. and uh, The yeah. reason I started donating money to Careflight is because I had an argument with someone about taxes and that sort of thing. And they said, oh, well, you wouldn't fucking give money to, you know, if you didn't have to pay taxes, you wouldn't give that amount of money away to help all these organizations, that, th- that sort of thing. And I thought, you know what, that's a very good point. I, I gotta, I gotta, no. I gotta stick to stick to my word and that sort of thing because I've always said that those sort of things would be funded by public donations if they weren't funded by taxes. Yeah. So I think that would be the case. Though. Yeah. So that's why that's why I started giving money to them because I thought I need to put my money where my mouth is mm-hmm. and I need to help fund that sort of thing. And you're still paying taxes. Look at you. And I'm still paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Taxation is, is theft. That is a lose lose situation. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's kind of it's kind of a Mexican standoff in a way. It's yeah. like the libertarians are saying like we'll donate if you give us our tax back, and then they're <laughs> saying they're saying why don't you start donating to prove that you deserve yeah, that's like, right. that we that's can right. afford to give you your tax back or whatever. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, it wouldn't be enough to cover the difference, but like every dollar that goes to the government is fungible. You know, it's not like it. You know, you, you get your tax um, <laughs> breakdown, and it's like seventeen uh, percent of your tax went to uh, welfare, and thirteen percent went to the military, or something like that. Like it's not that. It's like everything that you pay in tax goes into a big pile of money. Yeah. Well, you know, fiat money, so it's all. Um, electronic or whatever but it goes into a big pile and then the government uses that so yeah and they waste over 80 percent of it (laughs) yeah i think you could you could cut you could cut them down to the fundamental services 
Yep. And then, you know, we can discuss as a society how big we want the welfare state to be and stuff. But I think that there's so much waste within the government that it's like... Now those fundamental services should be border defense, <laughs> the courts, and the police. <laughs> no fire or ambulance? Uh, no, you should have private membership for that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Really. Um, interesting. So, yeah, it wouldn't be enough to cover the difference, but, you know, you, there would be a lot of waste cutted, uh, yeah. cut for sure, which, cutted. um, <laughs> 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 there's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that the government shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I'm so all for like, trimming the fat, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah cool. I think we, we answered that. And no, we don't feel bad about people in other countries dying, so... <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate that. I it's think we, not about not feeling bad. It's about your ability to actually make a difference. And yeah, responsible, bad, responsible. synonyms. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this is a question from William again. Yeah. He says, being a lover of cats, is Brad really a bad person? Welcome. <laughs> it's, that's what makes him a bad person. Like, what, where's yeah. the question? That's a point against, not a point for. Come on. <laughs> that's right. Brad, defense. Uh, my defense has been every time. You, every time you've brought this up, you always like, oh, he likes cats. He hates dogs. I don't hate dogs. You do hate. dogs. I prefer cats. That's it. Yeah, which means you hate dogs, Brad. No, it problem. doesn't. There's one dog and you're one either, cat. You're either with us or against us. I told you that I prefer cats, but I like dogs as well. It's no, not right, a- Brad. Seven cats, ten dogs. I'm not going to be utilitarian in this case. You're going to save the cats. I'm going to save, save the, the cats. cats. I love cats. How many dogs per cat would What's you name? What's the ratio? I don't know, 1.5. Let's go with that. <laughs> you were pretty close there. Seven, 1.5 times 7 is 10.5. Yeah. So 11 dogs. You would save 11 dogs. I'd probably save 11 dogs. All right. There you go. He so definitely wouldn't. <laughs> so if there's one cat and there was one and a half dogs... <laughs> <laughs> 1.6 dogs, sorry. Slightly over one now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> right, next question is from uh, Rob, who says, is it deemed bad form to park in a driveway that is owned by a married couple? <laughs> Lachlan, do you want to take this one first? Uh, yes, it is. You, is there something that you're not telling us here, Lachlan? Um, Did your friend Rob discuss this with you? previously yeah it's it's a whole thing i don't know how much i should share publicly uh, um it sounds like some kind of swingers thing or something it's a very it's a it's very long story that's way too long for uh this episode but uh yeah when when your friend is out of town uh don't go park in his driveway when only his wife is home <laughs> ah, <that makes> sense. <laughs> i like it uh, classic. You uh, definitely okay, shouldn't so... fuck her either. That's... Yes, yes, you definitely, <laughs> definitely shouldn't fuck her either. <laughs> Especially if they have a young child and break up their entire marriage. You definitely should not do that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what we stumbled upon here, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> so Tiffany asks, should an individual consumer have to make sacrifices to consume more ethical, sustainable products? Or should the state, meaning the government, force companies to make these products more affordable? Or should companies do it themselves, even if it means compromising their profits? Ah, uh, Tiffany, you know all three of us. I think you know our answers. <laughs> 
I think it's pretty safe to say that the government shouldn't be involved in uh, the government should business. not be involved at all. Yeah. Uh, um, either of the other two options are fine. Either consumers can make sacrifices, or the companies can choose to eat into their profits. Though their shareholders probably wouldn't be too happy with yeah. that. Well, yeah. there's there's the other part of it that if people pressure the companies enough. Then it if becomes. The demand is there, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's well, the it, thing. I mean, you you vote with your wallet. Yeah, exactly. It would be co- like you'd say if they decided to do things that were um, more sustainable, then Did it you... might actually it might actually make them more money because they're you know maybe they'd be getting boycotted otherwise. Or, yeah, they'll expand you know, the, their customer the goodwill base. that comes along with it or something. So yeah, the people can pressure companies to do things that mm-hmm. they want them to do. So this is, this actually feeds in nicely to a recent thing that's happened. I don't know, it goes been aware or not but coals have been they were going to start charging people 15 cents for their big bags now they changed bags the more all their plastic bags are now reusable uh-huh. yeah um, they're those big ass bags that you, they're really strong so you can fit a lot in them as well um, yeah. and they they gave people like a grace period I think of two or three weeks where they were like we're going to give them to you for free after that it's going to be 15 cents a bag at the register um, yeah. and it, 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 as soon as they went they left that grace period enough people complained that they backflipped and they're now free again uh-huh. um, which sort of defeats the purpose but they are using a considerably less amount of bags and I think if they'd stuck to their guns and just kept going people would have been like oh we respect that a lot of people were you know already applauding them for you know less bags and everything like that so i think they should have stuck to their guns there but enough there was a vocal minority who were like i don't want to pay an extra 15 cents a bag baby boomers yeah so they they should have stuck to their guns there but it, it, it's exactly what because enough people were you know upset about them using heaps of plastic bags so they decided to do something about it well i might be wrong here but i thought it was a government thing and it was coming in next year and then coles and woolies decided to get the jump on it so it would make them look good rather than wait yeah. until they were uh, yeah, really it might be i'm not 100 that's just what i've heard so um that would also make sense though i don't think the government As should be involved as an employee <laughs> of coles direct opposition uh i am very entrenched in this situation yes um Morgan, you are correct. Um, starting, uh, it, it varies state to state, but by the start of next year, every state but Victoria will have legislation banning single-use plastic bags. Um, Coles promoted getting rid of the plastic bags as, oh, the government's forcing us to do it. Woolies promoted it as, oh, we want to help the environment. Um, <laughs> Woolies did the same thing. They had a 10-day grace period yeah. where they gave them away for free. Yeah. Um, and they've had just as much complaint about it, and they haven't backflipped. They're yeah, still charging they for them now. Stick to their guns, yeah. Yeah, um, but Coles have said indefinitely they're going to give them away for free, mm. which kind of defeats the purpose because it's like these are bigger bags. It's tougher plastic. It mm. degrades slower. They're putting they're putting more plastic out into the yeah. <laughs> into the world now. Um, <laughs> So they really should have stuck with their guns. Yeah, if they actually, I wanted. don't know. If they cared about any kind of change, which I doubt that they do, um, they should have stuck to their guns. All I know is I get yelled at on a daily basis by people who are upset that they have to pay fifteen cents for a bag. It is outrageously stupid. Um, yeah, people like complaining and mm. should go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> I think it's fifteen cents. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we've got a question about... We've got two questions left. One will be brief. The other's about polygamy. Do you guys want to talk about polygamy? Oh, I love me some love. All right, let's smash this one out. So this is from William. He says, if love is love, quote unquote, should polygamy be legalized? As long as everyone is consenting, should we allow anyone, regardless of age, to marry? 
Why do you need to be 18 to marry? Uh, okay. are, we, are we addressing the age first or the, the polygamy first? So, yes, polygamy should be legal, yep. but socially discouraged. <laughs> Excellent. Because <laughs> it, is, it is degenerate, yeah. but uh, there's, there's no reason the government should be able to stop you from marrying as many people as you want. However, uh, don't come up with me with that pedo shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying necessarily you need to be 18, but there is a very clear line. Well, I shouldn't say very clear clear line it's actually a very very Fuzzy. blurry muddy line yeah. um but they're like you can't judge it on a case-by-case basis some people are really mature at like 15 some people aren't mature until they're like 30 yeah even later but you you have to have with a law you have to have one set number you can't you can't judge it case by case you can't yeah. have people going in front of the courts and saying oh can you tell me if i'm mature enough to get married it's real utilitarian like you need exactly one rule exactly it's real utilitarianism you need one rule for everyone and we we have concessions look, now don't we that you can I, I would probably drop it to 16. Oh. Whoa. Uh, our, age of, our age of consent in Australia is 16. So you think marriage should be 16 as a... I th- if you can have sex. Marriage is a binding contract. If you can link like you marriage in a this A 16-year-old can't enter into a binding contract, yeah. can they? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's mm, why marriage is different than point. sex. Are you mentally capable of entering yeah. a lifelong contract when you're 16? Well, are you when you're 18? No, but that's well, your decision prob- to probably make it not, that point. But it's probably yeah. not a good idea to drop it. <laughs> yeah, no, look, good point. You've just changed my mind. Um, leave it at 18. Yep. <laughs> okay. Sorted. I think- but, but, yeah, no, yeah, don't, you can't, come on, Will, you can't get married to like a five-year-old. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you're um, angling for, mate, and it's just fuck. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I took some notes uh, for this question, and it's funny because Lachlan basically gave my answer. I said polygamy should be legal, but it should be heavily discouraged by society because it's totally degenerate. So I think <laughs> you said almost the same thing. And then I wrote um, that a left-leaning libertarian thinks everything should be legal and tolerated, whereas a right-leaning, li- right-leaning libertarian, like me, for example, thinks everything should be legal but a hell of a lot of things should be frowned upon. So um, I think that's what makes me tilt to the right. Like I don't, I don't want to tell people how to act, but I also don't want to pretend that I'm not disgusted by degenerate behavior. You know? I don't want to act like everything's okay. Yeah. That's right. No, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was gonna. The, I'm with you guys 100. Uh, percent I was gonna say I think for the case by case stuff, they actually have concessions now that you can get parental consent to marry over the age of 16 under the age of 18. Yeah, that's not really case by case. No, but it is because. Because then your parents are making a the decision. They know you better than the government does. It's like a guess. I'm just saying for a case-by-case thing. So if there is a mature 16, 17-year-old who wants to get married and their parents think it's the right decision, then it's, you know, it's like it's being reviewed case-by-case, but the government yeah, but doesn't maybe, have to be involved. Maybe the groom's parents are just offering the bride's parents a fat dowry. Uh, so they just sign their kid over. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have picked that religion. <laughs> I think we all know where we're going with this. <laughs> uh, I think the question was mostly about the um, like the slippery slope idea that you know yeah. if you have gay marriage because the the quote is love is love. If you have gay marriage, does that ultimately lead to polygamy and people marrying people marrying their car and their horse and stuff like that? Like, where's it end? Where's yeah. the where's it stop? <laughs> A lot of people against gay marriage use that as an argument yeah. against yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
And I think the distinction is pretty obvious, is that two <laughs> male adults can consent to be married to each other, mm. whereas a man and a car, or or like a woman and a scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, the car is a, not that's consenting. A, that's a single party <laughs> transaction. <laughs> yeah, but that what being about said, a... that being said, if you wanna if you wanna get married to your car, I I think that's okay. I I don't, but how's the car feel about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag me too. The car's an inanimate object. Okay, if you own <laughs> no, that car, wow. If you own that car, you can do whatever you want. With well, Lachlan, you said it's two slavery. consenting adults. What about three consenting adults? Four consenting adults? Yeah, yeah that's fine as well. Yeah, you need to make that clear. As many consenting adults as you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you're a degenerate, um, but you can do it. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. But yeah. I started know, getting annoyed when people. Tell you, you can't do it. I started getting annoyed when people stopped saying gay marriage and started saying marriage equality because I was like, uh, guys, I'm all for gay marriage, but yeah. marriage equality, that's not, yeah. that, that's that doesn't, yeah, that's not specific to, to gay people anymore. That could mean anything. That could mean, you know, child marriage in some religion where like a 40 year old's allowed to marry a 13 year old because it's part of their religion it's like oh well it's marriage equality and it's like no no it's not all marriages equal it's uh, gay marriages are equal to straight marriages now like same sex marriage yeah, yeah. all right fair point. but that it was it was a good like little fun time when you know i got to hang out with um all these uh lefties that i know in melbourne and i'd say oh no i'm not for marriage equality <laughs> really you would have, you really would have rustled some serious fucking jimmies when you said that yeah yeah it was good good fun to stress them out for a bit <laughs> yeah. um yeah okay well final question and this one comes from casey and it's actually just directed to lachlan here Ooh. because lachlan does the uh editing of these okay. episodes so um casey says brad's speaking skills have really improved over the course of your episodes <laughs> How does it feel to be getting such good oral from Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, I've been saying this. I've known Brad for many, many years now. <laughs> and I have been saying for all of those years, Brad has the mouth of a prison bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the lips on that man? Uh, yes, yes. I've known you guys I... for a very long time, and I've never heard you say that. Long. Really, I've dead set been saying that since, say it before, since yeah. we were like fifteen. Do you say it or do you whisper it? <laughs> <laughs> he says it while he's stroking my head as I'm going down on him. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Good question. Great, uh, great yeah. question. Um, well, I think I think all of us have um, improved our audio quality a bit, and that's. Uh, because we record locally now, which is a good idea. So, yeah. serious answer to a non-serious question. There you go. Um, right, and I think draw... I've improved my oral skills by working the shaft more and playing with the ball. <laughs> Give it a break for a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, ladies, take notes. <laughs> okay, so it's time to to draw this mug. Oh, so, let's do it. Drum roll. Everybody who had a question answered just then is... Uh, in the drawer to win this mug. Mm-hmm. So I've got it open on my computer, just like I did with the first mug we gave away, which William won. I had an Excel spreadsheet with a random, uh, you know, some coding in it that would pick out a random name. Hey, and Brad, uh, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, is there such thing as a true random number? <laughs> I'm not, let's, <laughs> let, let's not start this off again. All right. Let's, uh, let's just move on. Draw the, draw the fucking mug. <laughs> 
Okay. For I'm anyone who doesn't understand, some, that's an argument me and Morgs had a long time ago. Someone should save that question for uh, the end of our next. No, season. let's not force Brad to answer it. No, I don't <laughs> want to answer that question. All right, go ahead. Um, plead the fifth. Plead the fifth, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to press F9, which is refresh, and uh, the winner is going to be Casey. So <laughs> Casey wins, and uh, yeah, that was the anticlimax. <laughs> That question deserved a prize. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. If we were choosing the winner, we'd probably choose it based on that question. Yeah. So. Definitely had the uh, most thought put into it of all the questions. <laughs> that yeah. all worked quite well. So, yeah. Casey, uh, message us to get your mug. We'll figure out an elaborate way that you have to redeem it. Yeah. Just to be annoying. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. I I enjoyed those questions, and Lachlan have fun editing this because it's be a good one to edit. So. Mm. <laughs> Anything you guys want to say to finish the bonus episode of the Q&A? Yeah, I, I want to go and come and say that those were fantastic questions and uh, you can tell a lot of people put some thought and effort into them, so I really appreciate it. I'm sure you guys do as well. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love our fans, Fred? Uh, I'm going to hedge my bets and say 10. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do that. I swear I meant to do that. All right. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. I really appreciate that people took the time to ask questions and, um, yeah, I hope they enjoy hearing our responses. I don't know if we did a very good job on some yeah, of Yeah, it, it's good, uh, good that it's we been... didn't have to make any questions up this time. <laughs> <laughs> we never did that. We know, got so. enough responses to actually make an episode. Uh, yeah, we got heaps of questions. This has been... Uh, it's been good. So, thanks for everyone for participating. Welcome. Do you want to do an outro for us? Uh, yeah, you can check us out on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook. Tell your friends. Get them listening. Uh, let us know via any method of communication what you'd like to hear next season. And uh, if you've got an iTunes account, leave us a review on there. Rate us. Give us five stars because, you know, we're a five-star podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was only, I'd say, about eighty percent as desperate as last last week. <laughs> That's good. All right, get in touch with us, Casey, and everyone else. Send us uh, your suggestions for next season. We will take them seriously, and we are interested to know what you want us to cover. Thanks for listening. It's been a really fun season.